0: Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Bright Hawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the Complete Queer Astrology Experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show.
1: Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast for, let's see, we're in April, right? April <laughs> 17th to 23rd. Um, I do know that we're in April. April seventeenth to twenty third. And um, welcome to our podcast. And I'm Hollis Taylor. I am an astrologer and um, along with lots of other things. And so you can check out my website at divineandrogen.com. You can get my book or or do a reading or something there. Divine Androgen, it's in the restri- in the description.
2: And hi there. I'm Bright Hawk. Author of The Dancing Hippo, a wonderful award winning book illustrated by Amanda Moore, story about resilience. It's very fun. You can find out more about me. I'm a storyteller, a musician. I do astrology with Hollis. And we also run a nonprofit called Let's Dance Activities, where we go visit nursing homes and I play music and tell stories. And Hollis dances with our elders. It's pretty cool. And
0: I'm LaCrosse. Um, I also have a book, two books, uh, Color Journals. Jeez, uh, they're right there. The Fool's Journey Color Journal. I'm like, what's the title? <laughs> and the other one's Wandering Through the Wands Color Journal. I'm in the process of making the third of a five installment. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, on TikTok as The Ruffled Raven. That's kind of my new name now for a. Because my feathers are always ruffled. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, now <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. It's the same thing. I just, it's the same one. I just changed the okay. name. I just put it to the ruffled Yeah, yeah. I just thought, yeah, my feathers are always ruffled. So,
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: <clears throat> I'm sure there's others that could identify with that. Alright friends. So I want to invite you to just take a minute to sit back in your chair or wherever you're sitting and try to relax. Get your feet on the ground if you can. Close your eyes if you can. If you're driving, please don't do these things. And Just take a nice deep breath and and imagine yourself under the night sky, with the moon shining bright and the stars filling the sky. step back and take a real big view of the whole sky like you're out in nature where you can see all of the stars. When you're in one of those big sky places maybe you've seen some pictures of what that looks like where the sky is so big it seems to be endless. There's bright stars, and lighter stars, and layers of stars. And there's planets that blend in with the stars, and the moon glowing lightly off to the side. For sure hides a few stars with its light and you can see the Milky Way the sort of dusty sparkly belt that goes across the sky and when you're looking at that belt You realize just how big the sky really is. How endless. How massively large and big it is. And you recognize in this moment that the universe is speaking to you. In symbology and saying that you too can be big and expansion full and you can expand as big as the universe. Do you recognize that your potential is not limited by anything other than your own imagination? You too can expand beyond. What would you do if nothing was in the way? your life look like if those other things were not in the way? Take a moment to think about that. That's what you want to do. Let the universe know that that's what you want to do. Take a moment to send your dream to the universe of those moments could take you closer to your dream as you take a deep breath and come back from the night sky into your body you can know that the universe has your dream in mind on zoom sometimes miss the whole applause thing <laughs> <laughs> so i like to make sure we just give it to them
2: <laughs> thank you it's true it's not the same
1: when you do it in live versus in person yeah 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 i can see that um so all right <clears throat> well it's honestly yeah um well hi anyway I thought that it wasn't as intense as some other
2: weeks. Um, well, the big news of the week. Come on, let's just cut to the headline. It's it, it is eclipse season, and the first eclipse of the year is happening on April twentieth. Easy to remember, four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and um, it's happening. You know, it's obviously it's happening on a new moon. That's what defines a solar eclipse. And uh it's a it's a big deal. It's twenty-nine degrees Aries, which means this is the second new moon, second new moon in Aries. Yeah, mm. there you go. Which rarely happens. I'm sure other astrologers could tell you precisely how many years Rick Levine. But <laughs> um needless to say um that that's kind of a big deal and of course um on the same day the sun moves into taurus so we'll wish our happy birthday to our aries and a happy birthday to our taurus friends um so i kind of think it's a big week i sort of think it's a big week and we're heading into a mercury retrograde as well so you know it's kind of a big week yeah Yeah, and there's the huge big blessing of the, you know, sun conjunct Jupiter, you know, that's always a big deal, that's still going on all week, so that, you know, that's a big deal, that's good, okay. that's fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, <laughs> and the the week opens up pretty soft, I will
2: say. I thought so too, I thought we had a slow build.
1: Yeah, yeah, it opens up on the 17th to be fairly soft, you know, you can see those dark blue lines, those will be the strongest energies you feel. Um, and you can see that, like, Saturn is sextiling, um, is sextiling the Sun, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, is, is that sextile is, it's gonna be, like, like, an influence to push you forward on what you're supposed to be doing in this Saturn and Pisces time, probably. Um, and, you know, or... Or what you have to finish up from before or something like that. Or, you know, so Saturn sextiles tend to kind of, um, they tend to be blessings. But they they kind of, they're not always easy. Like a trine just happens. Mm-hmm. A sextile is more like, oh, yeah, do this. um, And that's what you're supposed to do. And so you might have like a little bit of like an awakening or like a, um, like you're, you, you know, you're just your head's going to go off and you're going to go oh you know you'll just have a little like aha moment and um and it's going to be tri- Saturn is also trining um the south node down there in Scorpio and so i feel like like especially uh this is going to be old ways are somehow going to help you like something from the past is going to just kind of like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I did that. Um, You know, like, that kind of thing. I'm so glad I took care of that type of thing. Um, uh, And so, I think, I think uh, that, that influence, um, starting off the week, now, I know that we are, we will be in the shadow of Mercury Retrograde, but I feel like, Um, this Mercury retrograde, I don't know, maybe because it's in an Earth sign, but also because, um, maybe just because of what else is going on, uh, the Mercury retrograde, you know, you might notice, you know, so if you're listening to this, you might want to, like, make sure your computers are backed up or, you know, uh, make sure if there was something wrong with a transportation vehicle or something like that, that you took care of it before we get to this. Um, So that's kind of, uh, so, you know, try to take, hopefully you've already taken care of it at this point, but if you haven't taken care, take care of it as soon as you can. And um, like transportation issues, it's not that they all, it's not that mercury retrograde, like, you know, shoots us in the butt or anything like that. It's just that, or tries to purposely attack us. I think that Mercury, I think Mercury just goes backwards and makes us make sure everything is done and taken care of correctly. And, you know, most of us would choose to ignore that little clicky sound in our car. Um, And uh, as long as it kept running and eventually it's going to break down. And we kind of know that. And if it's going to break down, it's probably going to break down during the Mercury retrograde, okay? And um, communication could kind of be a problem. Um, So, you know, the internet and things like that. You want to pay attention to things like that.
2: Yeah. So um, the thing I would continue to say about the moon is that, remember, the moon rules cancer and Mars has moved into cancer. So whatever sign the moon moves into affects Mars and Cancer. So when we start off the week on Monday, the moon is a void moon at the uh, most of Monday for most people. Um, And then that evening, the void moon will turn into, uh, go from Pisces into Aries. But um, when we start off, it's in Pisces. And so, of course, a Pisces moon is... Emotional and watery. So you have water meets water, Pisces and the moon. It's very much in its water element. It's dreamy. It can be very emotional, can be very deep, can be very creative, um, care very deeply. Um, and, you know, the shadow side of a Pisces moon can be delusional and overly emotional not seeing things clearly, not hearing things clearly, because think about it, you've got all that water. How well do you see and hear in water? (laughs) So it's about feeling very much in the feeling realm. And, um, and so, you know, the you can see in the chart that as the moon passes through that stellium, it's just going to conjunct everything, right? So it's going to light up So when we start off the week, it conjuncts Neptune. So the ruler of Pisces is Neptune. Neptune is in its home, in in, in its rulership. And then it's going to conjunct Uranus. And we call Uranus sometimes the revolutionary, the weird, the out of the box, the didn't see that coming. So you have the moon conjuncting Neptune and then conjuncting Uranus. And then it's in a sextile to Pluto. So, and the moon is in its very last waning crescent, because of course we have that new moon on Wednesday. Um, So, um, yeah, so, you know, things start off quieter, but whatever the moon conjuncts is going to amplify that energy, right? So Neptune and Uranus, those are big energies conjuncting with the moon so the monday might be about what are your dreams and what are you doing with those dreams and how do you feel about that and yeah those kind of things all right and on um i think it's
1: i'm not sure it's uranus i think uh uranus is over in taurus so um so i'm pretty sure it's some sort of asteroid um and you just got oh. confused. It's okay. Well, didn't... it'll
2: conjunct Uranus as, as it goes across oh, okay. those things. It might yeah. be a day later. Yeah,
1: okay. It might be. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's within orb.
1: Okay. But it hits so many
2: things there that... um.
1: It's going to, like, pay, play the piano there. Yeah. It'll... Through Aries Ding! at the top there, 10th and 11th house. <laughs> it's yeah, going to just kind of ring those things up. Like a harp. But I think, I think as it does that, it's really going to trigger that Mars and Cancer, right? It's going to really trigger that part of it. And I think that's kind of like the important part of it is that the Mars and Cancer is going to.
2: Right. So as we move into, um, the dark new, dark moon, new moon in Aries, um, the moon is conjuncting Chiron. So, um, what are you doing to take care of yourself and how are you helping, um, So, moon in Aries, you have the moon, the cool, emotional moon meets fiery, hot, active Aries. So, when we talk about an Aries moon, what we often talk about is nervous temperament. An Aries moon is that hot, um, nervous Reminds me of, um, you know, water meets fire. What happens when you drop- um water droplets on a hot pan you know so it's also kind of anxious right it's kind of yeah
1: like yeah Yeah. like so um if you have an aries moon and you find yourself anxious
2: yeah so the the fiery you know and then moon in aries is going to be talking to mars in cancer so what do you want to do about it might be the um feeling the emotions and what do you want to do about it and uh, then you have, uh, an it's in a square, by the way, with Mars. And so, um, and then on the easier flow side is Venus and Uranus.
1: Yeah, and I think... Sextile, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, and as a sextile, moon sextiling Venus and Uranus. And I'm glad that not a whole lot is touching Mercury in this time. Like, you know, you're in Aries... You know, Virgo's pretty quiet. Gemini's just got Venus in there, which is a lot of love. And and this is what's what may, make that this Mercury retrograde, at least this part of it, a little bit gentler. Because, because there's nothing squaring it or blah blah blah, you know, and it's just gonna turn around and go backwards. So you might find yourself just gently having to review something or having to edit something or change something and that's perfectly hey i'm grateful that mercury gives us this time to do that and so i would take uh, if you've had a lot of bad experiences with mercury retrograde i would take this opportunity to start to notice what really what happens this time for you as far as communication goes and transportation, and, like, things that normally break for you during Mercury retrograde, because you may find that it's just going to push you through and have you review things. So, it might have, you you know, you might have to, like, go over your finances or something again, or, you know, especially in Taurus, you know, taxes. (laughs) That's (laughs) what I start. I'm like, oh, man, you might have to, like, you know, you might have to go look at your tax document again or something like that. So but i think outside of that i think it's i think it's i'm appreciating that the moon doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot of mm.
2: no no and in fact it it, there's some sweetness because of course it conjuncts jupiter um on the 19th and so jupiter as we know is the planet that makes everything bigger for better or for worse it brings happiness it brings joy it brings bigness amplification so when the moon uh passes through that Jupiter right there, passes, you know, there's all that crowded activity, and then hits the North Node and all that yumminess. So there's a, we call that when there's all bunch of, more than three signs and one sign, we call that a stellium. So Jupiter, Chiron, the Moon, the Sun, you know, the Sun is going to move from uh, Aries to Taurus, and so will the Moon, for that matter, um, so uh, yeah, a lot of activity up there. So depending on where all that lands, what house that lands in for you is going to tell you where it will impact you. And um, yeah, it's uh, there's some energy for sure. Yeah. And if you haven't made your new year wishes, you have a second new moon in Aries opportunity to do it. You know, great opportunity to... Think about what, what's important for yourself. What do you want to see for yourself? Maybe make a vision board or whatever it is. Make those wishes on this new moon. It's a great opportunity to really manifest your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, so the eclipse
1: is happening on the 20th, right?
2: Yeah, it, The depending on where you are, of course, the, it would be the evening probably of the 19th into the 20th um, Okay. because it happens at 29 degrees Aries is when the eclipse happens and then and then the Moon moves into Taurus and so does the Sun on the 20th so the
1: eclipse is mostly for for Taurus and the opposing sign I mean those are the people going to be mostly affected by it right so
2: usually what happens yeah so usually what we experience is that the nodes the North and South node also known as the luminaries they're the nodes of the Moon they are in uh they travel backwards and they are in a sign for usually uh, two to two and a half years so right now they're on that axis between taurus and scorpio before they were between sagittarius and gemini right now they're between taurus and scorpio so it hasn't clicked all the way over so it is rare for their for the nodes to be in a different sign than the eclipse so i hope you understand that So. 29 degrees Aries is the last degree of Aries before you go into Taurus. So this is a a little bit of an exception as these things go. And then the next, um, in two weeks, we have a lunar eclipse, which happens on the full moon and the full moon will be in Taurus. So, um, So that one matches up with the nodes, the Taurus-Scorpio axis. After this, it'll match up, but there's always that little bit of, you know, a few degrees of difference, and you're in a different sign.
1: Okay. So, and the thing is, is that the north node, which is our destiny, where we're going, where we're headed, is in Taurus, and the south node is in Scorpio. And that's where we came from, the transformations we've come from, what we've been through, our mysteries, and as well as, like, our, the jealousy or the things that are fierceness, um, our elusiveness, those kinds of things, um, you may find that's where you, you know, those kinds of things from your history that are scorpionic, um, and then they'll be in relation to the the eclipse and i find that eclipse usually are just like a moment usually right it's just a moment yeah.
2: and sometimes that moment leads to a revelation because think about what eclipsing energy says and does and so sometimes once things are blocked out you suddenly see something in the shadow that you couldn't see before or you have an insight where you go,
1: oh, wow,
2: I get it now. You know, something like that. Um, eclipse, this eclipse in particular moves very quickly because of where it's, how it's placed. Um, yeah. Yeah. If so... you have placements. So for me, I know for me, this is kind of a big deal because... My sun is 29 degrees Sag, and this eclipse happens at 29 degrees Aries, so it's kind of a grand trine situation. Oh, fire, fire, right? So, um, if you have a sun, moon, or rising in a fire sign, you're gonna feel it. If you have something at 29 degrees, like I do, you're gonna feel it. If you have something in the opposite sign, uh, where the nodes are right now, Taurus and Scorpio, I think you're going to feel it no matter what, Aries you're obviously, um, Taurus, so yeah, yeah. so that, that's really how that how that rocks.
1: Yeah, and I think it will be different levels of intensity, probably depending on where your placements are in your chart, um, so you might want to just, you know, take a look, see what's in Taurus, what's in Scorpio for you, if nothing is there. Uh, You might want to just look around, see if anything's around 29 degrees or even zero degrees, um, I would say, even. Um, And so, you know, just, uh, just be prepared for anything, I think, is the best way to prepare for an eclipse. To just kind of try to be ready to coast through it or to just okay, this is the way, this is what's happening, and this is what we're going to do. We're just going to go slow. And I think I think doing that is like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. usually what I do, is I just kind of, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. And I try not to have fear, because sometimes an eclipse can be good. It can be all of a sudden, something comes through for you. Something finally releases. Something finally comes, you know that thing you've been working on for five years is now finally something comes through, you know? So be, just be prepared for that moment. And so you can just take that in and, and try to, you know, just, just, you know, try to take care of yourself and be prepared for anything moment I think is the best way to prepare for an eclipse. Yeah. Because,
2: um, because what happens uh, as, on the 20th, 21st is then the moon actually conjuncts Uranus. And whenever that you can have a Uranian conjunction, it's the um, expect the unexpected. <laughs> uh, surprise, uh, wow, didn't see that coming kind of thing. So um, when the moon moves into Taurus, again, we still have that conversation happening with the moon and Mars. And um, Taurus, obviously more creative, Earth grounded, um, appreciates the nice things. Um, moon and Taurus can be stubborn, can be, you know, bullheaded, um, very fixed, right? So it's fixed Earth, so it's not very changeable when it makes up its mind. It takes a long time to change it, if you can change it. The thing I say about Taurus is about they're slow to change, but once they make up their mind about something, boom, look out, it's done. Get out of the way. So that the, you know can be very powerful, can be very potent. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, and the twenty first, it, yeah. if it's you, um, I see that it's conjuncting Mercury. Um, that the no, I, the Moon is conjuncting Mercury on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the moon is conjuncting Mercury on that day, um, probably a little bit earlier in the day or something, because this is 11:11 11, 11 in the morning. So, it, you know, it could just be a couple of hours before and it would be back a few degrees. You can see that Mercury's gone retrograde on this day. Right. And so Mercury is going to go retrograde and um, there is a T-square in the sky. So I would guess that the 20, the 21st, might be the most challenging day Um, really I mean just because there's a T square you can see that square see that red line from Pluto um, from Pluto to uh, Jupiter and the Sun um, it has gotten a little bit darker right and so that's because it's it's becoming more in a line. The orb has become more exact, okay? And so that T-square is going to kind of start to light up. And so whatever, the, whatever happens on the 21st is going to be a lot of what happens in general for you. And, you know... Um, whatever that could be, you know, and it could be anything. It could be something good. It could just be, but that create this great thing, uh, creates this challenge, right? Okay. So you just don't know what it's going to be. So the best thing to do is to just take care of yourself, but, um, Mercury will go retrograde on the 21st. So that's like the day it actually goes. And, um, and when Mercury goes retrograde, Uh, On that day, I usually notice that I have communication problems. Uh, I have a hard time communicating with people. I just, I don't know, the words don't come out right or something. I don't know, they're backwards or something. I don't know. I've tried to figure out what I what I don't do, but it's easier to just accept that Mercury's in retrograde and take a deep breath and say it again. Um, So I find Mercury. In retrograde right now um, on the 21st but the good news is is that Mercury will be if you're not a Virgo or a Gemini Mercury retrograde won't bother you as much I think I think from for Virgos and Geminis you know if you have a strong Virgo placement it could be Virgo rising or Virgo moon remember it's ruled by Mercury and so is Gemini so Um, So, that means Mercury retrogrades are going to be a little bit more intense for you, usually. Um, But, um, also, if you have Mercury in retrograde, things might actually go really well for you. Um, And things might actually, like, you might get a huge blessing. Um, Something might come true or something. You just don't know. And it just depends on your own chart.
2: Yeah, and there's... And you know what we're talking about are the transits. Everything moves. Everything moves. Everything changes. So, depending on what you concentrate on, is has a lot to do with you know what you give energy to grows, right? So, um, <clears throat> Sun conjunct Jupiter is considered a very blessed, very lucky, very. Um, What do you want? What are you working on? What are you doing about it? You know, the sun conjunct Jupiter is winning the lottery, but you got to buy the lottery ticket, right? You know, so you can experience luck, but you got to do some stuff to get there, right? You can't win the lottery if you don't buy the ticket, right? That's kind of the best metaphor for this. Sun conjunct Jupiter can be very, very blessed. If you're using it, if you're telling the universe, this is what I, you know, what what I'd love more than anything in the world, this is what I'd love, you know, this is that kind of energy, it has a lot of opportunity. So leaning into that and finding yourself um, uh, going for it on what your dreams, visions, desires, what lights you up, paying attention to that. Uh, if you have an instinct about something, go this way, not that way. Especially as we ent- uh, go towards the end of the week, y- you have this really incredible energy. It's really big, you know. Jupiter's Jupiter's the biggest, so
1: yeah. And I I feel that that T square there, so you can see it again. A T square is the opposition where there's that dark red line going across and like a almost like a triangle. Okay and um it's pointing over to the right there and that's pluto and aquarius there um and i find that with t squares it's best not to engage in the in the opposition it's better to engage in the other energy um and try to figure out how to master that and with pluto and aquarius um you know embrace um what you know maybe you have to learn how to Maybe your computer has gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and you have to learn how to fix it yourself, or you have to read a tutorial on how to do such and such to fix your car or something like that, or there's a YouTube channel, you got to watch a video, right? Okay, and I'm just saying that, you know, that kind of, that kind of inspiration can really, can really help you, so just... Try to engage in what's the transformation, what's the thing I have to learn or whatever, especially if you're in a in you're in a rough moment. And um and if that's still lingering by the 23rd. Although the 23rd, I think you'll have figured it out by now. I don't think this is gonna be like a long lasting um energy like an eclipse, like like it's not gonna last for days or anything. It's just the 20th or the 21st, something's gonna happen and it's going to it's going to be like kind of like a lightning strike but it would be like you know that song total eclipse of the heart that's exactly what she's talking about when she sings those lyrics is from one side to the other side something's going to go from black to white so you know if you and your partner have been arguing and they've been committed and now all of a sudden they decide to leave okay or um, or someone might back out of a commitment, or someone might, um, uh, you know, someone else might decide to do something differently that affects you, or you might decide to do something differently. Okay, you might flip on it, on a flip over. Okay, and that's okay. Just allow it to happen. Know that that's the eclipse, eclipse helping you don't resist it. I think that's probably going to be the hard part. If you resist whatever's happened, like, just accept what's happened and then try to deal with it. Um,
2: yeah, because okay. you have the, the moon conjuncting Venus on Saturday, and the moon then moves into Gemini, and the moon in Gemini is very diplomatic. The thinker mm-hmm. um, can see multiple sides to the story. Um... <clears throat> So, yeah, the, with the conjunction to Venus, there could be revelations in your relationship one way or the other. And um, and that can be a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So I feel
1: like if you go forward doing that, um, if you go forward this week, just knowing that something might come up and just kind of be prepared for it, have something in your back pocket to deal with it. Oh, I got that guided meditation app I wanted to try out. I think I need that meditation now. Right? Okay. <laughs> like, whatever. Go take a run, take a walk, call that friend, whatever you need to do to work it out and and then get it worked out and then get take care of yourself and do what you need to do and and just know that everything's going to be okay and that you're going to be okay. So, I think that's like I think that's like the important the important parts to this. Absolutely, yeah. So I think if we, I think if we navigate it, go slow. That usually helps me. I know that sometimes it's hard for me to go slow, so I'm always telling myself to go slow. I'm not sure that's always everybody's answer, but that's usually my answer. <laughs> like if things go get messed up, slow down. Just slow down, and one step at a time, because you know, rushing through it, I'll usually make mistakes and everything else, so just go slow and figure out what to do next and figure it out one step at a
2: time. No, I think that's what the retrograde is all about, right? Yeah. Helps you, helps you take that, when you look at the retrograde of the, of the planet, you know, it sort of reminds you of the, um, the labyrinth, walking the labyrinth, I don't know if you've ever walked a labyrinth, but it's a beautiful walking meditation and you walk by certain areas multiple times but from different angles right it's fascinating that way and retrogrades are helpful for us that way they help us review reflect remind us of what's important what's not important and um the opportunity to reframe uh and go forward in a way that feels like the re- the best the best way you know the,
1: And I think trust, trusting the universe got your back. I know sometimes when bad things happen to people, especially really bad things or lots of bad things, uh, we tend to think that like or have this expectation that the universe is just like going to beat us up or something. Not that we consciously are like that, but we're just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. And instead of doing that, what I'm suggesting is to just trust, to just trust that even if it's a bad thing, it's to instead of judging the moment, oh, this is horrible, being like, well, that sucks, but uh, I'll get through this, and this is what I'm going to figure out from it, and this is what I'm going to come to, and this is how I'm going to resolve that, and doing that, I feel like is a really uh, powerful, um, it's just a powerful way to navigate hard moments. And so, you know, uh, just try to trust that the universe is not hurting you and that, or that even though this pain, this thing hurts right now, that it's actually leading you to something better. It is leading you to something better. Something better will come of this and um and that's not always easy it's easier easier said than done uh you know uh, there's gotta be something better but just coming to the realization that that's gonna happen because it won't stay bad forever even it just won't um and just it doesn't uh can be bad for a very long time but uh but it won't usually stay bad forever. And so uh, there's usually something, some good things that start to happen, and then bad things happen again. And that's just kind of life. That's the way things happen. And so uh, when we accept that the roller coaster of life, it's a little bit easier rather than resisting or expecting something bad to happen, because you could, something good could happen. And, uh, that's where I try to try to keep myself, um, and just be like, well, I'm going through this really horrible thing. Maybe there'll be this really amazing, wonderful thing, you know, in a week. I don't know, you know? So, um, and that's, that's what I, I try to do and that helps me. So trusting the universe and, you know, just, just having that perspective, I think would be really helpful.
2: Yeah. 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 So, lacrosse, I know we're finishing up the season of the Hawk. Do you want to throw in on what's going on this week for you?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I did want to say the thing about you were talking about the shadow and the dark and all that stuff. And I heard a really neat quote today, which I was going to post it, but I didn't get around to it because work was too crazy. But it said, "No, here it is, it says, no tree can grow to heaven if the roots don't reach to hell. And to me, that was so deep and intense because we look at, you know, we all want the good and all the great to come, but you're not willing to reach down and let your roots reach to hell or go through the work. And I think that's kind of consistent with, we're going into the season of the beaver and the beaver is all about work, 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 work. work. But a lot of people think they're just building the dams, but they don't realize they're actually creating a whole ecosystem they're not just building for themselves you know they think that you know a lot of people think they are but they're not they're building for all these other you know things that are in the in their ecosystem that need somewhere to live so you know i think with this new moon we have to go in with the whole mentality of like you said you, you can hope for the to win the lottery but if you don't buy the ticket you're not going to get it. So I think with that, it's the same thing. You can hope for things to turn out, but if you're not willing to put the work into it or to go through the suffering or the hardship to get there, it's not just going to come to you. So that's kind of what I'm getting out of this.
1: Yeah. And if you just stay isolated, like if you just don't change anything, uh, I think most of us have learned hopefully in the pandemic what that does it it mostly just isolates you and you just spin your own wheel you're like a hamster in a hamster wheel I always feel sorry for them because they're not going anywhere but um you watch a little hamster in a hamster wheel you know yeah and so um if if you feel if you feel that way um if you feel like if you find yourself wanting to like isolate yourself or don't move don't go anywhere so nothing goes wrong or um, or anything like that. Just know that that's silly. You, you have to be able to move through life. So that uh, things will evolve. And bad shit's going to happen. I honestly think that we uh, move through our bad shit better. That you move through the mud better. When you're not so shitty about it. Yeah. You're like... Oh, man, this sucks. This really sucks. This sucks. This sucks. Now, I try to be like that. Now, I'll tell you, there are t- I was just sick. I had, as you can hear, I had bronchitis. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, in the first couple of days, I was like, okay, I'm going to Everything's going to be okay. See the doctor. And then, at some point, when, the Pluto, when Pluto and the moon... Uh, kissed the fear of my heart condition and the not being able to breathe and I did have shortness of breath and a raised heart rate sent me to the ER because I just I I just was anxious about it and I couldn't sleep and I couldn't stop thinking about it and it was just haunting me and I just I just needed somebody to say we think you're okay and it was also – there was also actually something else that kind of came good out of that, which was that they told me what kind of virus I have. And um, and it's just uh, some sort of – it's like the common cold, but it's the t- a type of the cold that causes bronchitis a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's more about the bronchitis than it is about the cold. Yeah, and yeah. Um, And I – I have uh, come to an awareness because bronchitis sucks if you haven't had it. um, And you usually have to go on some sort of medications. And I don't usually do that. Um, So I had to trust this doctor and the cough medicine that she gave me and the inhaler and the steroids so that I could heal a little faster so my heart was not under so much stress okay and so so i've had to trust this medication which is probably good for me if i'm going to have a, a surgery in the future okay uh, to help correct my heart thing but you know i've been a naturopath a natural medicine person i'm 48 years old i've been a natural medicine person since i was 18 that's a long time. Not that I haven't taken medications because I have, but usually they don't work out well for me. And once again that happened again. The cough medicine makes me feel oogie. And but I learned to find a balance. So during the day now. I'm not taking that cough medicine. I'm taking my homeopathic cough medicine that doesn't make me feel weird. Okay? And, and and you know, so we so I've learned to balance in this experience and I also recognized my fear and how important this surgery that I'm going to have on my heart will help me not feel that fear because this surgery will be an implant to save me, okay? If something happened to my heart, And so it will just trigger and save my life, which I will be very grateful and thankful for. But um, that, like, instead of walking around in that fear, I can instead, and I recognize that I'm holding that fear. And it's very hard to deal with the fear of death. Like, I'm not really afraid of death. It's just that I have a whole lot of things I want to do on this world right now, here and now. It's not that I'm not really afraid of the afterlife. I know the beauty that could happen then, but I don't want to give up what I have now. I feel like my life finally got great somewhere around, somewhere around 40. And uh, because I, you know, because of everything I've been through. So I just feel like I had a learning experience. So yeah, it was a sucky moment to go to the ER and have bronchitis And get frustrated because I can't sleep, because I can't breathe, because I'm wheezing, right? Okay, hey, everybody knows what bronchitis is like, or most of us do. And so by the time you recover, you're like, thank God, right? You know, you're pushing through and you're like, I'm getting better. I went outside in the sun yesterday. I got my feet on the ground, right? And I started to feel reconnected to myself and recognize that I didn't deserve to live in fear and that I didn't need to be afraid of the medications that the doctors were giving me, that although they may not always work out really well for me, they my best interest is at heart usually. And that most of the time those things work and they don't, you know, although they might be uncomfortable, they're not, they're not you know, they're not terrible. And so I just had to learn like a balance, you know, a balance and balancing my natural medicine with this medicine and that's my thing so I'm just going to share that because I feel like that story can help you you know I I could have trust me I am not good at being sick I'm not good at it I just not good at it I just I get frustrated aspirate hawk I cry I can't stand it okay I just I can't stand it anymore it drives me crazy and and then add the fear of heart attack yeah, on top yeah. of it, right?
0: Legit. Yeah. That's legit, man. It's crazy. I said, I get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was like five days in. Five... I think it was like five full days of down and out. Huh. Nothing, right? So, it was hard. Yeah. So, I think most of us can, can relate to that. So... Now, I'm going to pull
0: three cards. Did you have anything else to No, no, that was it. Just be get ready to be busy as a beaver the next month. <laughs> so. Yeah, because we're leaving
1: the time of the hawk
0: mm-hmm. to the time of the beaver, right? Yep, yep. So <laughs> you're going from flying <laughs> to boom, you're now back on earth <laughs> and you're building. So. Better get your supplies. Yep. Yep, And the good thing is they don't ask permission. They just take what they want. So that's okay too. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 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 Well,
1: and that's good. Um, So I'm going to pull three cards that will just take a look at our um, week here and see what kind of wisdom comes through the cards. And in the past, my friends, we've been through some major – I'm going
0: to pin it. Pin
1: it. There we go. In the past, we've been through some major transformations. That's what this is all about. This is the this is the High Priestess card. Um, but she is beautiful. Why do I say transformations? Well, look at her. She's a moth. Um And transformation, transformation. But look at the beauty that she is. I've seen some beautiful moths. Wow, I've seen some beautiful moths. And moths are like butterflies to me. So in in that sense of transformation and um, they're just like coming out of the shadows. Although (laughs) sometimes I'm like, like a moth to the light. Don't, don't do it. Um, You know, that, that, uh, that also occurs to me. But uh, you can see here, she has a candle right in front of her. Boom, to the light. And um, remember that moths are drawn to the light for a reason. Um, and, you know, being drawn to the light, being drawn to forward, that, that is something that happened in the past for you. You know what transformations you've been through. You've been through some stuff, man. You have been through some crap. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, you have been through some crap. And so just as you're going forward, just recognize that. That remember where you've come from, remember what you've been through, remember what you've overcome, remember how you've transformed in the past. It will be very important as you get through this week. Now, this is the Knight of Pentacles, this is one of my favorite cards, maybe because he's a trans man, but um, but he's he's up on the seahorse and he's um he's got the symbol on his arm there, you can see it uh, for, uh, you know, transgender or having both genders or, or however you want to see it. And he has the, um, transgender flag around the seahorse. And so you can totally feel his energy is strong. He has all he needs and he's going forward. So whatever happens to you, just remember you have everything you need to get through that moment. That's exactly what this is. This is a reminder that you have the strength. You have the power. You have the tools. Everything you need is within you. You just need to embrace it, use it, so for some reason, whatever's happening, Spirit wants you, the universe wants you to use that thing to bring that strength forward because you might, your strength might be called upon. And that's exactly what this is. This is the Knight of Pentacles. And it could be physical. It could be financial. You know, it may not be super luxurious. It may be like, ah, shoot, I forgot to pay that bill. (laughs) Okay. Um, Or whatever. And then you can just uh, go back and try to make it better, okay and do whatever you gotta do to fix it and that's what this is all about this is just about this is just about having everything you need in your hands and you know having the strength you need and going forward at you know just be aware of what lessons you learn from that this is a queen of Pentacles, another really powerful card um this is a queen of Pentacles and she she has she is like in her glory right because she has recognized exactly who she is embraced who she is and is fully in her light she is fully in who she is and fully aware and and present and i think the queen of pentacles um that's exactly what it represents is that energy is that energy of I have everything and I have done it so by the end of the week you might have walked through whatever thing might happen and when it happens you might walk on the other side going hey I did that pretty good and then I did good job make sure you give yourself a pat on the back make sure you tell yourself you did a good job because you did Okay. Even if you made a mistake, it's okay. You made it better. Somehow, somehow on the other side of it, there will be some sort of light. So whatever that light is, whatever that part is that you can be proud of and strong in, hold on to it. Okay. So remember this week going through, remember what you've been through. Remember that you can get through it again, and that there are things that you are always ready for transformation. And that It will change, and that's okay, and things are changing for you now, and you're going to keep going forward, and as you go forward, just recognize that you have all the tools you need. Remember this um, seahorseman. That's what I'm going to call him, a seahorseman. Remember this knight of pentacles. He's riding the seahorse, and he has, you know, his, his, um, his uh shield with him and his sword and he's ready he's got everything he needs and he's got even like a couple backup jellyfish guys there and so you know um you know just know that you you know he has everything he needs and you have everything you need everything just might have to stop and think about what you need to use next and then by the end of the week you'll be like, whoa, okay? And the queen of pentacles will shine through and remind you, hey, I did a pretty good job of that. Hey, I managed that, okay? And, you know, forgive yourself for any mistakes that you made. Let it go and move on. And just take any lessons going forward. Because I love that saying that says, failures are not failures when you learned a lesson. So, you know, if you've learned a lesson, then it's not a failure. It's a lesson learned. Okay? So let it be a lesson learned and go forward into your tomorrow.
2: Great reading. Wow. Powerful cards. Thanks. And a great message. Good job. Well done. Yep. Yep. I all hope right. you all enjoyed that. Yep. All right. And I think that
1: everybody... Uh, I know you're going to coast through this week in a really best way that you possibly can. You're going to get through the eclipse. You're going to come through it. It's going to happen. And then it's going to be done. Okay. And you're going to come through it in like
2: glory on the other side. I just know it. So, um, so as I like to say, blessings and blessings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends and have uh, a beautiful week and make sure
1: you follow share like and comment um or whatever depending on what platform you're on please reach out to us if you're if you're called to and you know check out our description and you can check out some of our links and we'd love to hear from you
2: all right thanks so
0: much have a great time bye-bye bye-bye Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planets, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.